Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Nick Hague signs an 11th hour extension as VGK gets the season number six underway tonight in Los Angeles. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We welcome you to the show. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, myself, at TD Chris G. That's Chris right there. And of course, at Lockdown VGK on Twitter. And please make sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel at Lockdown VGK. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. So, Chris, as VGK gets set for season number six to start in Los Angeles tonight, you called it on yesterday's show. We're going to give you some credit. And uh, you said that uh, Nick Haig would probably sign an 11th hour contract. You felt it could happen yesterday. And it is a three-year extension. It is worth $2.3 million uh, AAV per year. And so I, I still believe that he wanted more. So here's my guess. My theory is that he probably was offered 1.7 from VGK. He wanted three in his camp, and they settle on 2.3. I think that's almost right, right down the middle. So a pretty good deal. you know. But by the time that Haig, right in, uh, what, the 25 26 season by the time he becomes a free agent there's going to be a ton of money out there right because the cap will be expanding by then uh, your gut feeling is that this deal could have been inked a while ago and it was announced yesterday yeah no doubt tony and when you look at the odd number of his salary it's it's two point whatever something but there's a lot of numbers behind that it's not like a nice round 1.5 1.72 million dollars there's a lot of uh down to the hundreds i think if you look closely into the numbers and that's why i think uh, i'll double down on the statement that i i believe there was some type of deal in place that the credit card if you will would be maxed out once the official rosters had to be cut down sent to the nhl why they had to wait now versus a month ago, 45 days ago, to do what was inevitable. I don't necessarily understand that. But, again, this kind of goes back to the Riley Smith situation. Um, you know, there's weird things with uh, with the salary cap and how it works and the timing and penalties down the road and all sorts of weird things as to why that happens. I don't know them all. But I, I did have a feeling that once the final contracts were getting ready to be sent in, that's when there would be an exact number – to the, you know, down to the hundreds of money that was left, so to speak. And then that's when the number, whatever that number was going to be, they they knew what that number was going to be within the last 45 days right after they signed Hill and Kessel. They knew exactly what was going to be left. Um, Will there be any ill will going forward or, you know, was there really a negotiation taking place? Those are the things that we don't necessarily know. I'll stick with my gut that this might have been the plan the whole time. I'll even uh, coin this the McCrimma plan. The McCrimma plan has come together now. Okay. You got the Iser plan up in Detroit. We got the McCrimma plan here in VGK. Okay. So they don't even have, what do they have? Like $17 left now? And like 38 cents. Yeah. And 38 cents. Yeah. Something like that. And 38 cents. 
So what you're saying is they couldn't even afford to pay the Aspiri Kakanami uh, a uh, $20 signing bonus. They couldn't afford popcorn at the Dollar Loan Center. Oh, good shot. Shots fired. Shots fired already this morning. So no Hake tonight. <laughs> uh, perhaps we will see him on Thursday. And uh, how do you see Hague fitting in, at least initially? No issue. I mean, he is in shape. I'm sure there were conversations, if you will, about the plan, so to speak, and stuff like that. And maybe his minutes in the first game on Thursday, most likely. And can't wait to see. They're going to, T Mobile's just going to eat that guy up on Thursday, the ovation he's going to get. It's going to be more than he needs, but whatever to that. Um, I think it'll take a little bit of time, maybe, but not a whole lot of time. I mean, he's going to be playing with most likely Zach Whitecloud, I think is probably the assumption. Someone he's played a lot of time with. I don't know how much is going to change as far as his game goes. Uh, his game is limited, and, and I'm not knocking him when I say that. Um, as uh, Cassidy, Cassidy, I think he tried to make a joke yesterday. It kind of fell flat if you caught that on the VGK Twitter feed. So it cuts in. He's immediately talking about Hague. And I think he's asked about him and says he's a, you know, he's big. And then he stops. He's a, he's a big guy. Like it just, he might've been trying to joke. I really couldn't tell, but it was just a very awkward moment there with Cassidy, but. Oh, 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 awkward. Like you mean that new VGK promo from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Oh, that was funny. That was funny. Tony. That was fun, Tony. Tony, just have fun. Just have fun. It's, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but it was fun. We can, we can have fun with things and it's okay. It's okay. But the better thing was, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Granger from The Athletic put this up, was I think Mark Stone had the news that uh, Nick Hague was signed before anyone else. So uh, players start coming in the locker room, and I guess uh, Mark Stone shouts, hey, we, Hague is signed. And then he said, off to Columbus, like meaning they were trading him or something like that. And I guess that got a good rouse in the locker room. So, you know. It's it's fun. We're having fun, Tony. Hockey they season's coming. Holes. It's be they were fun. poking holes at you, I, I assume, there. For the it's not hard to do. It's not hard to for do. For the sign and trade. Uh, so Bruce Cassidy had said last week that he was relaying a lot of information uh, to Nick Hague, and they said that uh, he would eventually sign, you know, according to Kelly McCrimmon. And I'm just I, – I have, again, you know, like after you put it out there yesterday – I'm starting to believe as well that this was the plan all along. The criminal and plan. They, yeah, and so they just tell, hey, he's working out maybe back east. Who knows where he was at, right? Parts unknown, wherever. <laughs> and then, you know, they just sent him, like, what he needs to work on, what the system looks like. They probably even did video conferencing calls, right, of some sort, to try to get him in sync and what they were trying to do. And he already worked out with players over the summer, I'm sure. I'm sure that they already worked out and did and executed a lot of what they are running right now currently. So he's in L.A., Hague's in L.A. with the team, right? And then Thursday, he'll be here. Man, your Chicago Blackhawks are getting screwed right out of the right out of the shoot. They play on Wednesday night back-to-backs. They play in Colorado on Wednesday, and then they come here to Las Vegas on Thursday to play VGK. Back-to-backs to start the season. Man, they really got screwed. I feel bad for you. <laughs> what are you doing there? Is that, that's the Dumb and Dumber. Story. That was your Dumb and Dumber video, Tony. That was your <laughs> Dumb and Dumber video. Yeah, the Blackhawks, it's, it's, listen, this is what they want. I mean, the Blackhawks have made it clear what they're, 
what they're after this year. But back to back to Nick Hague, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's been watching video of Boston and stuff like that to to do what he can, you know, as far as learning what the system is and what his role is going to be in it. And it's not going to take a whole lot of time for him to adjust. It's really not. Like I said earlier, his game just kind of based on his size and what his strengths are. His strength is basically he's a stay-at-home defenseman that does have a big shot. Uh, McCrimmon, I believe, is McCrimmon or, or um, Cassidy? I forgot which one it was, but alluded to his offensive ability as well, which, I mean, I, I guess he's got a 100-mile-hour slap shot from the point. So if that's uh, what you're alluding to as far as his offense, so be it. But, you know, him and McNabb, they're kind of two of the same. Maybe uh, Hague a little quicker on his feet than uh, McNabb at times. But, you know, they're two of the same. They're stay-at-home defensemen that will absolutely – you know, put you through the glass when you're trying to sneak by him on the blue line and they're tough to play against. Uh, Nick Haig, you know, might have a little bit of a higher ceiling than McNabb as McNabb is entering like his, what, eighth season or something like that now? Because he was playing with the Kings prior to uh, BGK coming over. So, you know, McNabb is uh, is the old man, so to speak. Uh, Nick Haig, 24 years old. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, this was a good opportunity for Haig because he can also get that um, unrestricted free agency three years from now and, you know, get paid, especially based on where the, you know, where the salary cap's going to go and stuff like that. And like Zach Whitecloud, I guess we got a, a, a cozy uh, deal with him because he can't uh, mess with RFA for like another six or seven years or something like yeah, that. So just like, I think a seven if, year deal. Yeah. I mean, if we can eat him up that entire time, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Zach Whitecloud as we get into our hot takes later on, but uh, yeah, I'm certainly our predictions for next season, but you know, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's I mean, we got hockey tonight, Tony. We got hockey tonight. We should be a little more excited right now. Oh, I am so or pumped something. up. No, no, I'm pumped up. VTK plays and my Rangers play tonight, so I am really pumped up. Who are the Rangers uh, playing again? Uh, they're playing against Tampa. So a, a big game, you know, on national TV. Love it. Let's go. Uh, we had the roster cuts on Monday, so um, Paul Cotter makes the team. No surprise. Jake Lischizen is also on the opening day roster. Caden Korzak did not make the opening day roster. And that, I think, was my biggest surprise. But I I do remember now, you know, that after, you know, we were speaking about it yesterday, I think Cassidy said there's a lot of things, you know, that he still needed to work on. So maybe that should have been a signal that he wasn't going to be up on opening day with the team. And, of course, uh, if Haig hadn't signed, then I know that we know that Korzak would have definitely been up I don't see who else it could have been. But any – any other surprises? Any no. other surprises on the No, case? it's pretty much what we talked about yesterday. I think it's just um, you know, Paul Cotter's ongoing role is probably the biggest question. Assuming and again, this this is gonna change, folks, basically, you know, as soon as tomorrow night based is on Carrier is Carrier going to be playing? Who tonight? knows? In That's LA? interesting. I don't he, they didn't have to LTI Are you still going to call him. him Carrier, too? Should we call him Carrier on the show? Let's see how long it takes Cassidy to come around there. But I didn't see any surprises to the roster. I, I, like I said, I think I'll be curious to see where, where Cotter fits in and if he kind of budges his way into the lineup, so to speak. Lecision is there, you know, once injuries start to happen. And then, obviously, uh, Ben Hutton. I mean, what a – you know, I, I know we dog uh, McCrimmon a lot, and, and a lot of it is rightfully so. Um, but, you know, again, Ben Hutton, like, you dig up a guy like Ben Hutton, who's going to be your, you know, your seventh defenseman breaking camp. And he had a wonderful season last year. So, you know, like I said, the McCrimmon plan, folks, the McCrimmon plan, it's all starting to work out. Is that the Barbie doll guy? Yes. Yeah. Barbie girl. And then we've got uh, assigned to the AHL Silver Knights uh, yesterday, uh, Pavel Dorofeyev, uh, Sakari Maninen, 
uh, Jonas Ronberg, as we had mentioned. And then, uh, so Ronberg well as, cleared waivers then, I assume. Yeah. So, so yeah, okay. I think he cleared waivers. And then, um, Jake Bischoff, we talked about his miraculous recovery and just making it uh, through camp. And he just that. needs more time, just more, a little more time for Bischoff. And then Korzak and your favorite goaltender ever of all time, Michael Hutchinson. So you'll get a chance to see him blossom. He played well. I, I'll, you know, I'm going to give Hutch some credit, man. He did play well at uh, times there when he had an opportunity to play with VGK. And they're going to start with three goaltenders or ju- just with two, right? And it's just with two. For, and I, for, for you know, while. on that subject, I guess that's a question I wish I would have seen at the pressers yesterday, unless I missed it. But my question, you know, if we ever get that FaceTime, which we might actually get some of our credentials for some of the games once the season gets rolling, um, what does the goaltending situation look like with a healthy Brassois? Yeah. What's, what's going to happen? And they that's, said he's close. They said he's close. Right. Yes. And that's the yeah. thing. Like maybe there's something with the goalie. And again, this is something I don't know if someone out there wants to hit us on YouTube or Twitter and, you know, explain how once Brassois is off LTI, how this whole thing is going to work. You're more than a welcome to let us know. I mean, I don't know if it involves like LeCision and Cotter, but I think there might have to go through waves. I, I don't exactly know. So if someone out there wants to do my job for me and tell me how that's going to work, I'm, I'm certainly uh, interested to hear. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's, it's all coming together. We got hockey tonight. We got hockey Thursday. We got silver nights Friday and Saturday. Got a fun, uh, fun time coming. And uh, Dorofiev, uh, that's someone I want to hit up on as well. I think Pavel Dorofiev is someone that is closer than people think to making the jump. Um, he hasn't put up a he, he put up a nice amount of points at the AHL level, and he is scoring some goals in the preseason with the Vegas Golden Knights. He he looks the part. He's doing everything he needs to do, and the game seems to be slowing down a little bit for him. Uh, once he gets used to, again, another KHL transplant, so to speak. So the smaller ice service, that's something that he still has to get used to. But his size, his strength, and you know, now one additional year around uh, professional athletes, professional hockey players, he's that much smarter. And he's someone that might knock on the door uh, once the injury bug starts to bite, which it's going to at some point, folks. It's just a matter of how bad is it going to be. And, uh, you know, Cotter, LeCision, and, you know, whoever the next person up after that are they going to be ready to uh, to respond? And I hope the answer is yes. Coming up next, we'll preview tonight's game between your Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings <laughs> in Los Angeles. Back with more after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Hey, if you have not tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor, and we have tried it. And it is indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. And it is delicious that's right bill Bar has done it again we introduce you to our new favorite and it is cookie dough chunk puffs they have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course they are covered in 100 percent real chocolate cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them run to built.com to snag a box for you for your family it is the perfect treat for myself and also for the entire Gallic family. What's great about Built is that they are all bars made with collagen protein that uh, your body does absorb, and it's really uh, something that helps your body absorb efficiently, provides tons of health benefits, eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. You are absolutely going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. And go to Built.com today, use the promo code LOCK15, 
That's LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15, not LOCKED15, LOCKEDON15, and that's Built.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And please, by all means, subscribe to our new YouTube channel, Lockdown VGK. Did you get a box of those goodies, too, a couple of weeks ago from Bill Bar? The raspberry ones were good. Holy smokes. Those are my favorite, too. I yeah. like the raspberry. Actually, I think I got one right here. So when, I, when I'm working, folks, every now and then I can't really get away. And this is not this was not a planned plug, folks. Like, I, I don't buy into that that goofy stuff. This is not planned, but I got one of these sitting right here for when I get hungry. So that's uh, that, that was actually the screen good timing right and not a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are delicious, man. <laughs> those are really good. And thanks again to Bill Barr for sending us all those goodies. Mine are gone, devoured, like in the first few days i got the coconut uh, ones still man. otherwise they're otherwise the coconut they're ones were good the mohicans <laughs> coconut uh, coconut ones were good as well they're all good uh so the vgk plays their opening game here we start off season six tonight on the road in los angeles for the golden knights and vgk and the kings we saw that they tangled twice in the preseason this game will probably end let's say in a 14 round shootout if i were to guess but yeah, three to two three to two <laughs> in the preseason uh, the Kings, from what I saw, and I watched those two games, plus I caught some other action here and there, a lot of defensive lapses that they need to shore up. Um, they need to play better defense. And uh, tonight against BGK, we'll see where the Golden Knights are at under the new system of Bruce Cassidy. And uh, tonight, uh, what do you expect in this game? I, I expect fireworks. I do. I, I just think the L.A. Kings, you know, have this circled already on their calendar. We see the debut of Kevin Fiala. That top line, man, this is going to be quite a matchup. Fiala, Andy Kopitar, and Adrian Kempe on the top line. And their top six, I think they're only missing uh, Victor Ard- Ardvidsson, uh because I think he had a, a knee injury or something in the offseason, and he'll be back, I think, relatively soon. But you've got some really good players. That second line is Trevor Moore, Philip Deneau, on and on. This is this is going to be – I'm excited about the fireworks that we could see coming out of the shoot. We're going to see the Kings a lot this year as you know, one of our <clears> – <throat> I still look at the Kings more of our main rival than the San Jose Sharks, but I get the emotional attachment that VGK has whenever the Sharks do come to town. But the Kings more or less are the rival, I would say, especially based on um, the first time we faced them in the playoffs and swept them. But um, moving on from that, yeah, I like the Kings. I'm excited to see the Kings. Um, I love watching Anze Kopitar play. He just plays the game right. He's not he's not a dirty player by any means. He just plays the game right every step of the way. Not a lot of emotion on the ice. He's just a very good, quiet leader and someone that's fun just to watch, you know, the second warmups even start out there. Uh, from the VGK side, oh, I'm curious. One more thing about the Kings. I'm still curious, and maybe it's out there, but hopefully Jonathan Quick is starting. And we're one of the few teams in the NHL that's going to say that. It is it, quick. No, okay. it, it's got to be quick because Cal Peterson struggled a lot in the preseason, and he's a little bit behind, and he knows himself okay. that he wasn't, you know, in his top form in the preseason. And needs some work, and so yeah, they'll go with uh, they'll go with quick. Uh, if my kid walks by, I'll have to tell him that, and he'll you'll, you'll get a funny reaction out of Christopher if he if he if he hears that. But um, so he's not going to scream like Marshall, so is he? No, no, in, no, in no, the no, promo? no, no. Okay. 
On the Golden Knights side, though, this is um, this is the start right here, folks. I think the Golden Knights are going to come out of this game and every game for the first, you know, six, seven, eight games just shot out of a cannon. Um, for lack of a better term, the team is pissed. The team is pissed off over what happened last season, especially the day oneers. You know, your your misfit line and a few of our defensemen and such. They're mad about missing the playoffs. Bruce Cassidy, this is very important to him to get off to a very good start because I think Cassidy understands a little bit about this fan base by now. And the fan base is on eggshells going back to, you know, when our beloved Marc-Andre Fleury was was uh, traded for absolutely nothing in the handling of that. And then the subsequent events that have happened, you know, going all the way up into even the situation with Nick Haig that a lot of people might not understand exactly why that played out like that. There's some trust issues. There's concern issues. We're still mad about Galat being fired, you know, back in a, the 2019-2020 season. So we need to get out fast, need to win, you know, three out of these first four games. I think a win tonight looks really good. Um, you never want to say a game is a layup, but I feel good about the opener against Chicago, especially with them coming off a of back-to-back. We're probably not going to get their starting goalie. We're probably going to get, like, I don't know, um, you know, Soderblom or whoever their backup is going to be yours. I'm, I'm going off of the hockey cards that I open up in the packs right now, trying <laughs> to think which young gun that's going to be their backup goalie. I don't even right. know off the top of my head, but um, you know, it's an important game tonight. It's a more important game on Thursday. It's important to everybody to get off to a good start. And Jack Eichel, watch out for Eichel. I mean, he might he might go bonkers tonight. Just you might see one of his best efforts that you've seen in a long time from from Eichel. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of open ice, you know, in the opener tonight. Uh, I'm looking. Oh, you were talking about Marc-Andre Fleury. You mentioned him in there. I did post on our at Lockdown VGK Twitter handle. They did a feature on Marc-Andre Fleury. I think a national uh, feature of sorts, a video. And what is Fleury wearing? He's got the VGK crest on a (laughs) T-shirt. Is that a troll job or does he really have his heart here? In Las Vegas. I, I think he really wants to. I need to catch here. that video, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, Flurry could do no wrong. I mean, like, who's going to get mad at Flurry for anything he does? And I mean this, you know, a little bit of fanboy maybe going on right now, but you look at everyone in the NHL. I mean, I go back to my just impromptu meeting with him after he had his concussion and just the conversation he had and, you know, just a genuine human that he was. And that's the type of time that he takes with everybody that he meets and there's a reason that everybody outside of those that get pranked by him in the locker room absolutely love and adore him i mean he he put a snow mountain in front of the nets and the refs laughed at him about it instead of giving him a penalty for it i don't know if it is a penalty or not but you know point being is that's just who he is i mean i don't know if there's any dirt that exists on mark andre Fleury. his pranks were kind of dirty that's about it he's got some good pranks yeah right and then uh tonight oh this third line matchup could be one for the ages. So you have Byfield, <laughs> Byfield, Iafolo, and Velarde against Marcia So, Carlson, and Amadio. And I'm not making jokes here. That's a pretty good matchup there. Even, you know, your top nine, I think it's going to be a good battle tonight when you just look on paper at the matchups that exist. So our, you know, de facto top line in season one was the Misfits, right? It was the misfit line. And then now, you know, five short seasons later, two thirds of that is possibly, I, I'll wait to see the official lines, but two thirds of the misfit line is possibly 
your third line. And Marchessault hasn't slowed down a whole lot. Uh, Carlson, we're going to talk about him in a few minutes, but Carlson, I think, is due for a bounce back. And Amadio just does all the things, does everything right right now. Carlson made a comment. The Review Journal had this. I forgot what it was, but they oh, asked yeah, they Carlson. They about him like every three days here in Vegas. Fair enough. They asked Carlson about Amadio, and he threw shade at Marchessault like he's a, a like a smarter better March or so or something like that. I'll, I'll have to dig that up, but now he's got him on both sides of him and, you know, going back to the the video and stuff. And I'm not going to do the scream. I'm not going to do it, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. They threw Howden off of that line. They threw him <laughs> off. They threw him off. Yeah. Promoted. But we will see. We will see again with Bruce Cassidy. The one thing that we did learn from the preseason is that Bruce Cassidy will change things up. He's not afraid to make changes. And he's also going to make some adjustments in game. And if a line isn't buzzing the way he wants them to, well, we'll see Marshall. So I believe moving around even tonight in the opener, I think you could see him on that top line for a few minutes. You can see him back with the third line. I I think we're going to see a lot of movement and adjustments by Bruce Cassidy. That's what we learned. I think during the preseason, if there is any concern about Cassidy, you know, because there's a lot of unknown. I mean, we we talked about stuff in his past and whatever to that. But if there is any concern leading up to the start of the season, there's a lot of pressure on Cassidy. I think Cassidy is more pressure right now than in the season where he was fired. I mean, he, they took the Carolina Hurricanes, a Stanley Cup prohibitive favorite, at least a, at least an Eastern Conference favorites. They took him to seven games and they almost won. They were in that game, you know pretty deep into it. So I don't know how much pressure Cassidy had last season, but I feel like he's going to have more pressure out of the gate in season one. Now, how will he respond to the pressure? That's the bigger question. Is he going to make too many changes? Like, let's just say LA, you know, scores two goals on the first three shots of the game, 14 minutes in, you know, is he going to start changing the lines that early? Is he going to wait? Is he going to wait till the third? I hope that doesn't happen. Obviously we don't want LT to, I'm assuming LT is a starter tonight. Um, We don't want to see LT struggle out of the gate, but if he does and the team struggles, how fast, how long will Cassidy wait? And will Cassidy get um, a perspective of being too aggressive with his line changes and mixing things up? I I think he'll change it. No, he'll change them as warranted. I think we already saw a sign in like between first and second periods, you know, what he's done in the locker room, uh, jumping on the players and then coming out. And, uh, you know, he just saw that that third line wasn't together, not cohesive. And uh, that's when he moved Howden and switched out, did the swap with Marsha. So in, I mean, that's worked out pretty well, like, you know, in, in at least on the surface and, from what we saw in the exhibition games. I don't know if that's a good enough sample, but speaking of sample sizes, so this week, two games right here, Tuesday, Thursday games. And so on Thursday night, do you throw in an Aiden Hill and then, you know, see what he could do um, if he's improved some? Here comes the donkey. Here comes the donkey. No, I mean, you've got, (laughs) we call that the donkey now. Thank you, LT, for that. That's awesome. That was the best troll job of all time. But do again, though, you know, you'll play LT in both games. Why not give Aiden Hill a shot? Or is that because it's the home opener and the gold carpet and fans want to see LT? Is that why? Is that where they're going to go with LT? So does does LT have a little statue? I mean, guy deserves a gold statue too. 
I would have taken him over Cassidy, no disrespect. But um, looking at the VGK schedule, we play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, this week and next week. And then our first back-to-back situation is the 24th and 25th. uh, The 24th home against Toronto, 25th on the road in San Jose. So is Aiden Hill's first start going to be game number eight against the San Jose Sharks? No, they're not going to. They're not going to ride LT seven straight games. I don't believe. So then, so then, from your perspective, looking at the calendar, the following week we got games: Calgary, Winnipeg, Colorado. This Saturday we're in Seattle. The only game that I think there's there's two games in that first uh, eight games where Aiden Hill might start. I'll give you Saturday in, in Seattle. Okay. And I'll give you the second half of the back-to-back against the Sharks. Yeah, he'll play the second half of the back-to-back against the Sharks. And it could be possible against Seattle. That's a possibility. Yeah, yeah I mean, if they want to take it slow, they do. Especially if, if we do get out, we, we, we start the season 2-0. and I don't think there's a whole lot of pressure. But, again, this is also a retooled Seattle team that's, you know, going to be a lot stronger. They've made some moves in the offseason. They're going to and... be gritty, right? They're going to be pretty a pretty gritty team, right? Yeah, that's fair, and so are we with our fourth line. I think our fourth line is going to have an edge throughout the season. Cassidy's made it a point. He wants a top nine that is balanced and then an energy line. And you haven't, you didn't necessarily hear that same talk from Pete DeBoer, so I really think uh, Cassidy is going to be pushing line four, if you will, to bump and thump and be tough to play against and you know to make their mark out there. I think tonight, I think we're going to see Kevin Fiala get off to a quick start. I think we're going to see Jack Eichel get off to a quick start. And those are two, you know, big names, superstars, if you will. Uh, when we return here on the show, uh, Chris wants to send out some predictions here uh, before the start of the season. He had a prediction yesterday. He was finally right. He said, yes. Nick would sign. one for six. <laughs> no, it's not. That was great. That was golden. That was golden. The golden age, with, Tony. The golden it's the age. golden age. We'll return with more after this. You're listening and watching Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. We appreciate everyone tuning in. The audio version, of course, you could find us wherever you get your podcast. And thanks for making us your first listen and make your first watch. Well, that's a good one. Okay. First watch at Locked On VGK our YouTube channel and subscribe, please. And so you and I like over the summer and now everyone, this, I think we were way ahead of a lot of folks here. Uh, we just posted our own number, right? Like on Jack Eichel, we put up a total ourselves of 90 and a half. Now everyone's always oh, going to have a hundred points, 110, whatever. But we already had that posted ourselves, right? We have our own little mythical line, if you will, at 90 and a half points, uh, nothing I don't think can slow down Jack Eichel. He's a guy that can do it by himself. He could do it on the top line. I think Kessel's going to set him up a ton, a ton. You know, if he stays healthy, uh, I don't, I don't care. You know, if I'm a VGK fan, I wouldn't care if he scores, if Kessel scores goals, eats hot dogs, whatever, as long as he sets up Jack Eichel. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think I'll kind of start with one of my, uh, one of my predictions here and uh, Phil Kessel, 70 points. What? 20 and 50, Phil Kessel. 20 goals. 20 and 50. No. Come on, Tony. Come I'm on, gonna, Tony. I'm not down with that one. Come on, I'll Tony. Say, I'll say the under. I, I'm going to take, okay, I will take, um, I have the over-under on man games lost due to injury 
at 250 and a half, and I'm taking the under. I wish, and I like that. I, I wish I was better prepared for that one because I'm curious. <laughs> no, no, I'm curious what the NHL average is, Tony. Like, oh, good, good point. Good point. I'm curious on you know 500 was the most last year. We know we know that. If they get curious, it in half, they're going to be successful, right? Right. But I wonder if they cut it in half if they're still going to be in like the top third of games lost. Like I, that's something that I really want to research. I probably mentioned it six six other times on the show, and I haven't got around to it. But uh, here's one you're going to love, Tony. Here's one you're going to love. You ready? Mm-hmm. William Carlson matches his jersey number with 71 points. See, so so here's my feeling on William Carlson. He's got so much talent around him that he should not fail. And I yesterday posted a number for William Carlson, hashtag Vegas Bjorn. Just follow that hashtag. That's all about Carlson with me. But I have him at six and a half empty netters this season. So perhaps he could get there. <laughs> He'll also have 71 missed shots in the crease. So, but no, in all seriousness, so I think bad. the guy, I, no, I do. I do think. I don't lose it often, Tony, but you got I, me there. That was good. Good job. I do. No, but I do think that he should succeed. I really do. I, I because he's just got so much talent and the top nine and people might be sleeping on that third line and, that's a potent line right there. And I still have Marsha. So I have him over under goals, 29 and a half. He'll hit 30. He'll hit 35. If Especially if he is a, a line three player yeah. all year. I mean, that's, that's a disgusting third line, Tony, if that comes together. Yeah. All right. What else do you have for I us? Got, I got the head spinner. Okay. The, the Jim Gregory award is for the best general manager in the, in the NHL. Congrats, Kelly McCrimmon, on winning the Jim Gregory this year. What? Are you kidding me? Listen, let's let's, oh, let's look okay. at this if, for a if second. I, well, no, no, no. If Eichel does have over 100 points this season, he wins the Jim Gregory Award. He wins it. I, I'll give you that because that's his, that's his guy. That's his horse. It is. And, you know, you look at what's happened. I mean, there was uh, – Let's. we only got a few minutes here, folks, but let's analyze the offseason really fast. Patch ready gone for nothing. It was not patch ready for nothing. It was patch ready for the right to hold on to Riley Smith, and which also led to the Phil Kessel acquisition. Aiden Hill, I hope that pays the dividends that it needs to for 25 to 30 serviceable starts. We are going to be playing the cap roulette, gymnastics, Kino, slot machine, blackjack game all season long. But let's, Nick Haig was a concern, right? Nick Haig was a concern. We got our roster, folks. We have a good roster. We have a, in, in McCrimmon's words, uh, a top six defenseman that will rival any other top six defenseman in the league. Logan Thompson, you know, Robin Leonard's gone, folks. Leonard is gone for this year. Will he ever play again for the BGK? We'll talk about that, I'm sure, some other time next season. We're looking for things to talk about. But, you know, Logan Thompson, his development, and that's one of his guys all the way from the beginning. So that's where you got to give credit. And then we have some, you know, like your Ben Hutton, like Nick Waugh, like Chandler Stevenson, all, if you will, at the time, low-level acquisitions to complement our big names, such as Eichel, you know, Kessel now, Mark Stone. It might all come together, and if VGK can make a run to the conference finals or better, you have to give McCrimmon a ton of credit for the McCrimmon plan. Hashtag McCrimmon plan. Ooh, we might have something here, Tony. Hashtag McCrimmon plan coming together. Okay, I have uh, Chandler Stevenson had a uh, record season a year ago. 
uh, almost doubled his uh, biggest scoring output uh, last season, 64 points. I had to look it up again, uh, 43 assists, 21 goals. He also played in 79 games. He's a workhorse, but I will say under 60 points for him. And I'm also looking for Alec Martinez with a big bounce back season. Yes. I'm not just talking about goals, but just again, having his grit and desire, determination. And he might once again lead the league in block shots. And I, I just feel like about, he'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing, Tony, about Martinez. If he's himself, he is a top-level defenseman. You're not going to see it on the stats as far as goals and assists. And even his plus-minus at times might not be as sexy as some other players because of his lack of offensive output, although he does have a good scoring touch, and he can chip in on the power play when needed. Do you have an earthquake over there, Tony? you have an earthquake over there? You're shaking. You must be hitting the – that's what I saw on your side for a second there. But um, you're excited. I know. You're excited about I was the, on the I'm on the. I'm on the telestrator. So I was drawing pictures before our screen. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, back to Chandler Stevenson. If there is one player that I am concerned about, that's pretty fun. Use a dry erase marker, though. Um, if there is one player I am slightly concerned about, it is Stevenson. Not because of Stevenson, the player. I think he's bad or anything like that. But it all can't be good, right? It all can't be good. Stevenson has been above, not his capabilities, but I think he's been a bit above his expected output. And there has to be a correction at some point. If he still plays 72 games and, you know, gets two-thirds of his scoring total from the previous season, he's still a wonderful co- contributor to this team. Okay. Do you have a prediction for tonight's game? I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say Kings 7, PGK 4. Oh, I think it's a wide-open game. And I hope th- I'm just hoping that ESPN changed some of those announcers. What a rough start last season. Okay, it was, and the camera angle is a little different too. Oh but my goodness! Listen, Come take on. chances. Fix it. I, I, I like. Ah, oh, fix it, man. Just fix it. Some yes, of those sir. games, just it sounded like Marsh is so screaming in Bill Foley's ear. I, I don't think I, I really don't. Later. I really don't believe that Bill Foley sat there through the entire commercial. There's no way. Oh, I think he did. I think he did. Foley's fun. Foley's fun. Tony, unlike you, Foley is fun. Um, Do you have a prediction for the score for tonight's game? Uh, three two Kings overtime. Three two low scoring affair. King, Kings overtime. Wow. And just keep in mind that Kings team a season ago went seven games against Edmonton, the and the Kings are lethal in overtime. They've been. Going back to Daryl Sutter coaching the team. I mean, they're just lethal in overtime. So last good year, game, a little right? bit short, 3-2 Kings in overtime. Last year, Logan Thompson, right, had to spell uh, Robin Leonard in that opener, I believe, right? It was in that, he got shelled. Wasn't that the game? Out would it of be the LT then, or would it have been? Um... I thought LT came in early. Brossois? No? I don't know. Brossois. Maybe it was Brossois. Brossois. It's got to be Brossois. Maybe it was Brossois. Okay. All right. Take All us right. home. Okay, yes, we will take everyone home. <laughs> and thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to also take uh, VGK over the 97 and a half points for the season. You? I'm with you on that, 100%. 101. Okay. All right, thanks for uh, making us your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Lockdown NHL. Tony Cardasco for Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Good luck to the Vegas Golden Knights tonight and this season. Take care.